Oh yeah. You know what that sound is. You know what time it is. It's time for the hazard hour. I'm your host, Two Dogs. And we got something to get into today. This one is not so controversial um, to the point where people would run away from it. But it is something that I've always been curious about. The concept of freezing one's body for mortality or immortality. Is it possible? <laughs> I, I want to believe it's possible, but I'm pretty sure it's not possible. And I'm pretty sure the people using it are being taken for a lot of money. I'm sure. I'm just, I'm just thinking, possibly could it be expensive to cryo-freeze your dumb ass? What happens to the body when that amount of extreme cold or freezing agent should hit it? You know what I mean? Like, isn't that going to damage cells so... Even if they had the ability to freeze and revive later in the future, I'm sure they would have to have used some different type of liquid than what is currently in your old body that was frozen hundreds of years ago. You know what I'm saying? So whatever technology and advances I feel like maybe they will find uh, in the future, uh, you pretty much have already killed yourself twice. <laughs> That's what I think is going to end up happening to all these people who tried to extend their life. That's just me. But let's find out. Let's 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 jump into it. Let's let's find out what what it's all about. But first, let's find out how fast will it actually burn your skin? If we dumped a puddle of liquid nitrogen straight into the palm of our hand, how long do you think it would take for the skin to cool down enough to where the nitrogen could latch on and bite it? Now, in previous videos, I've showed you that you can take liquid nitrogen and splash it in your face or roll it off your hands with little to no effect. And that's because the Leyden Frost effect basically vaporizes the nitrogen into a gas, which shields you from the intense cold of this liquid. But what do you think would happen if we left the nitrogen in one place for a little bit too long? For example, what if we poured this into our hands and just let it sit? Now, if we're to take a little bit of this liquid and just pour it in the palm of our hand, but we keep our hand moving fast enough, you can see the liquid does around, kind of like playing a game of air hockey, until the nitrogen completely evaporates. But what would happen if we stopped moving our hand and let the liquid nitrogen settle down and stay in one place for a little bit longer? Okay, so this is where I start getting a little bit more nervous. <laughs> I don't want to stop moving my hand because I know what's going to happen, but watch this. If I do stop for a second, watch right there. You can see it actually instantly frostbites the skin. Let's do that again with a little bit more liquid. That's quite a bit. I'm just going to, whoa! You can see immediately it starts frostbiting me. And uh, as it warms up, it disappears as quickly as it came. Now, to me, this feels like a little bit of a bee sting, almost like it got stung. And the pain lingers for about 10 to 20 seconds. You can see the skin is turning a little bit red there. It's not to the point of where it would be a first-degree burn just yet. But it would be if we left it exposed a little bit longer. Let's try a smaller bead here. Let that settle down. Boom! Ooh. Yeah, chickened out. I don't really want to keep this going much longer. I'm going to try one little bead and see if I can make it all the way through. This may not be the smartest idea, but I'm doing this for you. There we go. There's a nice little bead. We'll let it settle down. And... Oh, man, that kind of actually Oh, hurts. here, G. 
So you can see it's turned my skin completely white. As it warms back up though, it starts to fade. You can see this is taking about 10 to 15 seconds. Now I do feel a little bit of pain there. It is a that can't be good for the insides. It feels like after you got stung by a bee, and you can see the coloration in your hand. Is That's like not good for your insides. Those, those people are twice dead. Don't do the damn procedure. You are not going to live forever. Okay, so you're basically burning your skin. Right. So how long does it take for liquid nitrogen to freeze your skin? Well, according to my experiments, it only takes a fraction of a second. If you leave your skin exposed any longer than that, it's going to start freezing the muscles, freezing the tendons. You could actually get to the point where you freeze your entire hand solid, and that would not be a very good day. Whoa. That's all I got for this experiment. I'll see you in the next video. Talk to you then. And that's exactly it. You shouldn't leave this stuff on your skin for more than a few seconds. Now, what is the process for freezing a human being liquid nitrogen right let's find out is convinced there's such a thing as life after death quite literally she's one of hundreds of people including australians who believe in cryonics that's the process where doctors freeze human bodies preserve them so that sometime in the future they can be resuscitated oh you were damn to life now as Anita Riskin sets out on her amazing journey, for the first time, you'll see how it's actually done. At times, quite graphically. And you'll meet a famous Australian who plans to follow her into the unknown. It's just hours after her death. And Anita Riskin is ready for future resurrection. Her body frozen in the hope that one day she'll wake to live again. Anita's been promised immortality. Hold up. But you froze a dead person. So if you freeze a dead person who's dead, aren't you just freezing a dead person? How? I thought the whole point was for you to freeze your life and then wake you up on the other side. Not freeze your death because then you're going to be dead even if they can thaw you out you're gonna be a dead popsicle i don't get this she's being cryonically preserved in liquid nitrogen and she's left us a unique record of her dream to one day return for the first time a film crew records this extraordinary journey before and after anita's death people say to me i have a certain life and i i'm gonna live it and be done with it, which like bogs my mind that people have that attitude. I, I would, I want to live forever and ever. I love life, just love it. 
<laughs> Can't hate that. It's a highly controversial procedure. Most scientists she loved that life. Ever be possible to bring Benita back. But as cancer saps her strength in the months before her death, Anita Riskin clings to the hope of life after life. I'm dying. That's it. I have too many tumors to count in my brain. I have too many tumors to count in my lung. Jeez. I have tumors in my lymph node, in my chest. I have tumors in my leg, and my liver. I'm, I'm going. So hold up. But why would, no disrespect, but why would you want to freeze and bring that back? That cancered body. Is do we have the ability to chop our heads off and put it on another body? Because you still have cancer in your head. She has cancer in the head. She has cancer in the leg. She has cancer in her lungs. This cancer spread all throughout her body, unfortunately. So if you freeze that and you bring it back, what is the point? I don't know how much longer, but it's there. At home in California, Anita's husband Michael supports her decision. He plans to be preserved too. So they can be reunited in decades. How much does this cost? When they hope science will make that possible. It would be a completely different experience if we didn't have cryonics as an option at the end of this particular um, road. And uh, none of this makes me happy, but let me say that it makes me less unhappy. <laughs> they call it. Cryonic reanimation. It's a possibility that's existed in science fiction for years. Two American corporations now claim to offer it as a reality. 147 people have been frozen so far. A thousand more have signed up, most committing their life insurance to cover the cost. Anita Riskin chose to be preserved by a company called Alcor in Arizona. Alcor. That sounds like a movie name. Alcor. Like any corporate saleswoman, she's upbeat about her product. We do encourage our patients to come visit, our members to come visit uh, before they sign up, have a tour of the facility. Uh, we show them the patient care bay, the operating room. We explain the procedures and answer any questions that they have. They are placed in here. Dang, so pretty much you get frozen and then they store you like a popsicle at their Alcor facility. My question, should you go bankrupt? Should a natural disaster uh, power failure happen? Now, liquid nitrogen, I'm sure it's got a, got a long frozen shelf life, I hope. But what if no, like it, it turns into the walking dead type, no power for a long time? Do these people thaw out? One, two, do you refund them the money? Uh, and what if you go bankrupt? Uh, do you sell off the frozen bodies to another person to keep them frozen? Or do they pretty much dispose of your body because you're their property and because they're bankrupt and no longer a company? Um, unless they can sell you off to somebody, they destroy you. So y'all may want to think about that. Head up where this is the top of the head. That would be the neck. Uh, these are clamped into the forehead. And clamped? No. Let's let's stop with the clampage. She's talking about clamping your head. She is 
twisting these things that have a spike at the end of it. So not only uh, is your body frozen, they're going to jam these these sharp, I don't even know what they are. They look like nails into your head to stabilize you. What kind of barbaric shit is that? Some choose to have their entire body frozen for $160,000. There it is. One sixty. You can just have your head preserved at the cut rate of $80,000. <laughs> so for 80 Gs, you can just freeze your stupid ass head forever. <laughs> or for 160, you can freeze your whole body. That don't even make any sense. How your head costs 80 in the rest of your body, another 80. What? Tanya Jones says clients who choose the head only option are hoping that when they're brought back to life, science will give them new bodies. You don't want to bring someone 99 and a half years old back in a 99 and a half year old body. But you're going to have a 99 year and a half year old face. In 100 years from now. You're going you're gonna to have a 24-year-old body and a 99-year-old face, so you still ain't getting no girls with your Benjamin Button face. <laughs> oh, they're getting these people for that money. Respectful. She a real G right there. I think so. In fact, I think both Anita and I have I don't think you can run from it. On, fully acknowledging it, fully understanding that this is going to happen. So, really, rather than running away from it, I think we're running towards it with all the vigor and intelligence and organization. No, you just have money to blow. Then you're gambling. That's cool. As her pain worsens, Anita begins to long for the end. I love you. But she's going to come back as a sick body, and that's what I don't get. She's going to wake up in, in 3230 with a sick body. And they're going to be like, damn, we got rid of tumors a long time ago. You you bringing back the plague. And they're going to have to kill her then. So she's going to get to 3030 and they're going to kill her because she brought back an old school disease. Damn. Damn, Anita. Damn. Think about it. They're probably going to be paranoid in the future. They wiped out all the diseases. Now you come back with 17 diseases. Oh, hell no. You got, go, Anita. Yeah. you got to go, Miss Anita. You got to go. Meatballs and spaghetti. Meatballs and spaghetti, okay. At 4.30 p.m. on the 2nd of February, Anita Riskin breathes her last. Oh. For now. For now. Say that the last thing oh, wow, she was pretty, too, as an old, uh, young person. So we She's very pretty. We were talking to her and telling her 
seer, leaving good thoughts in her uh, memory. And she took her last breath. And uh, she was pronounced legally dead. Of course, from our position, it's not it's not clinically dead, but it's legally. Anita has driven the 600 kilometers to Alcor. Alcor. She's taken straight into the operating theater for the cryonic procedure. That sounds like and a movie name, Alcor. We know exactly what Anita would think of all this. It's definitely um, keeps me calm to know that if someday, sometime, I might be able to come back and be cured because the most important thing in my life is living. No, because you died, though. If you died, your body died. If you would have been frozen alive, then I could be like, ah. Okay, the circuit is connected. Toxic chemicals pump through Anita's blood vessels, right, replacing 60% of the water in her body. Opening the venous. Got return. But this is where conventional science casts serious doubt on the whole process. See? When the cryonic fluids are frozen to below minus 120 degrees, they become like glass. Right. Ice crystals form. Piercing everything. Most experts believe it will never be possible to reverse such damage. To uh, give people a false sense of security and hope that they will be reanimated is something I think borders on science fiction. It's one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. It's a cash cow. Think that they are being duped. They're being conned. Yes, they are. Sold a bill of goods. That involves a rather substantial amount of money to keep these individuals in perpetuity. This is not so, and I think as such, uh, they are uh, like salesmen trying to sell snake oil to people uh, and just make money out of it. Yeah. But the cryonics companies say science will overcome the catastrophic damage caused in the freezing process. No. Google it. Google what happens after a long time when your body's frozen. The ice crystals on a microscopic, mini, mini, mini level turn into what he said, like glass. And they actually damage. Um, look at it microscopically. They look like shards of glass broken. And they just pierce through all of your tissue, all of all, like literally everything. So it's literally impossible after that type of damage, to be able to reanimate somebody. Come on. This is $160,000. You're going to freeze your dead ass. If I tap the kidney, it has that sort of tinny sound of tapping on glass. Already, scientists have shown that frozen rabbit kidneys, like this one, can be revived. American research scientist Gregory Fay froze a rabbit kidney, then defrosted it, and successfully re-implanted it in the living animal. Much to our amazement, it actually did survive. So we actually have finally accomplished this goal that I've been pursuing no since fucking 1972 way. of being able to vitrify a kidney, warm it back up again, 
transplant it and have the animal maintain clinical normalcy and use it afterwards. Of course, restoring a frozen kidney to an animal in a lab is a long way from bringing back to life a human being. No one's been able to capture the vast complexity. No, but why not then? Personality that makes us what we are. Hold up. If that rabbit was able to use... Well, well, no. Because it's how long did he freeze that kidney for? Yeah, you could freeze that kidney for a month. We're talking about decades of constant frozen. Frozen where where the actual microscopic, microscopic pieces of the cell have now died or been frozen. We're not talking about a couple months. So I, it, in order for this... Clearly, you can freeze something and bring it back, but we we need to know what how long was that rabbit kidney frozen for? The critics say that when the cryonics companies freeze the human brain, essentially they're destroying the very thing they're trying to save. Cryobiology is not simply putting something in a freezer and walking away, uh, such as uh, frozen meat or frozen vegetables. Uh, cryobiology is much more involved. Okay, you see here the patchiness, the orange color in the skin. Basically, this is a sign that the tissue is taking up the cryoprotectant and little white patches where it's not receiving it very well. Back at Alcor's laboratory, the intensive process of preserving Anita's body continues. Can you move the light for him, please? The hope is that the brain will shrink fairly significantly as a lot of the water is pulled out of the tissue. Uh, this helps in the vitrification protocol to prevent the formation of ice crystals later. We're going to insert temperature probes so we can monitor the temperature of the brain directly. The Alcor staff claim they're taking special care to monitor Anita's brain. And we're going to introduce a couple of probes that we call crack phones. These are basically acoustic probes that listen for fracturing events. So they have to drill into your head when you're dead too. So not only are you going to wake up in the future... With all your sicknesses, you're also going to wake up with 17 holes in your head. It makes me nervous about how my brain will uh, reanimate and come back. Baby girl, it, don't, it ain't looking and, uh, good, baby girl. I'm hoping that we come back as a perfect world that we've Ooh, two dogs. Do not cryo-cremate. Do not know for the two dogs. Over the next couple of weeks, Anita's body temperature is gradually lowered to minus 196 degrees Celsius. Anita is moved into a stainless steel pod with several others. Her husband Michael is able to visit just as he would have... There's four people in each pod. They got y'all stacked in there like... <laughs> they got y'all stacked in there like for real popsicles in like a... Like a freezer. It's ridiculous. $160,000. I definitely think that cryonics uh, gives, especially my husband and my daughter and my son and my grandchildren, something to hold on to that Grammy's not exactly gone. She's just, I call it the freezer factory that uh, I'm in. What bothers me is that uh, uh, many of these cryonics people give uh, bereaving uh, parents or, or spouses uh, false hope of security, and I think this is uh, taking advantage yeah. of somebody's state of bereavement. It is. If someone wants to say it's wacko, that's their prerogative. Uh, I'm certainly not going to argue with them. I'm just going to keep working on it until we have a real answer. 
might it be lonely if you come back and Val's not here? She is such a love, and I think the world loves her. And I wish she'd do it with me, but she, I can't talk her into it. But it'd be lovely if we came back together. You're not coming you know, back, brother. And then and go on skating with the stars. Yeah. <laughs> I think not. Well, all the people who've done this so far seem to have a good attitude about it. You know, it always seems like, you know, people who have a great relationship, uh, they end up losing their significant other. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of fucked up. Um, But we all remember Disney. We all thought Disney got frozen. Let's put that to bed. A long time ago, a rumor was started that the creator of Disney Animation, Walt Disney, had actually been cryogenically frozen before he passed away. Yeah, what's good? Apparently, Disney wanted to live forever. So, like any normal, obscenely wealthy person, he had his whole body, or also possibly just his head, frozen. So that one day, he could be thought out and brought back to life. Some even believe that his frozen body is hidden underneath the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. Why that ride? We have no idea. And it doesn't seem like anyone else does either. Of course, there's not a lot of evidence to support these wild claims. None, in fact. Still, the rumor has become something of a cult favorite, and people love to play with the idea that Walt will one day be defrosted and brought into the future. But where does the movie Frozen come in? So glad you asked. Some people believe that Disney actually made the movie entitled It Frozen to distract the internet from these famed rumors. Now, when you type Disney and Frozen into Google, instead of a bunch of pages dedicated to the cryogenesis of old Walt, you get nothing but results related to the movie. Enough to bury the urban legend for good. Try it yourself. Damn. <laughs> but, either way, I mean, it's up to you. If you want to freeze your ass and come back a hundred bagrillion years from now uh, into the unknown you may be coming back by yourself, just thawed out by the natural process. Natural disaster possibly has happened, and now your dumbass is thawing out. You and all the other 20 old sick people who died back in 1998 or 2000 and whenever you decided to freeze yourself. You need to think about that. Plus all them holes that they're putting in your head. This is madness. Do you think you're really going to come back and be effective if they're drilling holes in your head? Plus, are you going to leave that cryogenic place in the future with a bill? You know what I mean? So you start off in the future in debt, my nigga. What? With $160,000 you have to waste or $80,000 you have to waste, you can go ahead and freeze your ass. But whatever, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. <laughs> Today's drink of choice is the Miller High Life, the champion of beers. Go ahead and swing that down. One for the tribe for y'all. Happy Valentine's Day, motherfuckers. I'm your boy, Two Dogs, and we out. This is the Hazard Hour. <laughs>